Twenty-eight, yeah. twenty-nine, thirty. Thirty. Well, uh, good to see you, Chris. I'm sorry that we're in two different locations here, but uh, so be it. So be it. Isolation, self-isolation. I'm just going to slip my glasses on here for a second. My first story this week is about copyright. Oh. And the U.S. copyright fees are going up. Now, I don't know if you do copyright. I do. Uh, register your stuff over in the United States, but I do. Um, not as much as I should be, but I, I do. Um, copyright fees are going to be going up um, about $10 American dollars or so for most, for most of them. Per, but it's still copyright. a deal. But it's still a great deal hmm. because... For, you can register uh, 750 images for $55. Ah. Uh, well, why do you have to do that, Rob? Um, well, your images are, are copyrighted, copywritten, as, mm -hmm. soon as, you, as soon as you take the, press the shutter. They're yours. Mm -hmm. Then, yeah. as soon as you publish them and you put them out there into space, um, you still hold the copyright and depending on, you know, your client, if, if you write it that into their usage, you know, then mm -hmm. they have a certain amount of usage on, on those images. Yeah. But if anyone is ever to um, break that copyright and use those images without your authorization, mm -hmm. then you can take them to court over that. Yeah, of course. Now, if you take them to court, you'll get the damages in regards to, you know, what they gained, what the financial gain was for them for, yeah. from those images. Mm -hmm. But if you file them with the U.S. Copyright uh, Department and the it just so happens that the company that you might be suing has a, an American uh, office, that's who mm -hmm. you're going to take to court. Then you can also get all your legal fees back and you can get mm -hmm. up to three times more uh, mm -hmm. damages in regards to you know that copyright breaking, which, oh, is, only, which is only only if it's under, only if only if they do that in the states, or is that yes, apply? yeah, okay. But okay. most companies okay. now have offices yeah, in the yeah. United States. Yeah, no, I get you. And, and it's just you... another layer of you having your images copywritten. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is good to know, Rob. This is stuff I don't know about. To be honest with you, it's so easy. I tell you, it is so easy. You just go on eGov on the on the American uh, eGov site, mm -hmm. and you can just register them right online. You just upload small JPEGs, and it goes right off to the U.S. Copyright Office. Shut up. Yep, and it gets registered, and they send you back an email, you know, with certifying that you've registered them or whatever, and that's it. How much? How much for my images? Seven hundred and fifty images for fifty-five dollars. Jesus Christ! It's nothing. Mm. It used to be as many as you could file. Sure. <laughs> yeah. okay. Oh yeah. And then and then they cottoned on that might not be. Well uh, yeah. Then okay. that was that was in the early days. Those were in the in the two thousands. Yeah. And then yeah, they started to catch on that they were getting flooded and flooded with images. Mm. But well, I usually personally I, I usually just take out all my picks. Yeah. And I, I send them off just the pics. I don't worry about 
you know, everything from the shoot, obviously. Ah, okay. So you're just doing it. You're okay. Okay. But I know, but your picks aren't, well then, then you're only covered for the ones that you're sending, obviously. Yeah. But those are the, only the ones that, those are the ones that are only ever published. Okay. Whether, whether I publish them or the client publishes them, those are the only ones that are ever seen. And have you had to, uh, have you had to intervene with people who have, who have, uh, uh, taken the piss? Um, I haven't had to use the U.S. copyright service yet. Yeah. But I have, I do use a, a copywriting usage, uh, service called Pixie, pixie.com, P-I-X-S-Y. And right now I have about 2,800 copyright infringements. Right. Rob, I'm going to, I'm going to be really good to you as a really good friend. I'm going to let you pay me by the hour to, to <laughs> through those. Oh yeah. Okay, good. So it's, so even, it's frustrating. Like you wouldn't believe. No, I'm here to help because what I think in fairness is that a good friend would, would do that. I'm sure. 20, 25 pounds an hour. Let's go dollar. No, let's not go dollars. Let's go, let's go, let's go euros. Couldn't imagine it's all falling to shit anyway. The most stable? No, uh, the Canadian stable. dollars. Canadian dollars. Actually, you know what? Let's go Bitcoin. There you go. Okay, I'll do the whole thing for half a bit. <laughs> and we'll all, we'll all be gamefully employed for at least another year. So, Rob, tell me this news. How many jobs have you got off in, in the next 60 days? Uh, thanks to the virus, about zero. Mm. You they were all pulled. You and the rest of the photographic world. It is absolutely, everything I'm reading online is just, I think that they say 170,000 people from the film industry yeah. are employed. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's, um, they keep saying, I get the word unprecedented, but this is unprecedented, or as you would say, unprecedented. Precedented. I miss, I miss, I miss the two cameras, Rob. I keep looking to my window, the wink. And there's only, <laughs> there's only one badly framed, probably not level camera in front of me. Um, that is an A9 that doesn't have, what do you call those things that you have? You have profiles, it's profiles. Yep. Yeah, don't have it. So I'm badly lit by a, um, by a really, a really strong LED. I haven't uh, taken off um, my scarf, which earlier on, I must say that Rob said that um, it, I'm gonna put it up here, but I'll ruin the sound. It didn't do anything. And I had to disagree with Rob and say that I actually did cover my double chins. Um, but now that I'm in, I, I just look full hardy. Um, I bring it like, 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 like a 1920s fool. So what's your first story, Chris? Okay, first story. Here we go. Now, Rob, I know we've discussed me being wittier, um, me being funnier, um, but I think you know I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna be madly funny this week. I'm gonna say some funny stuff, um, but I'm gonna start with. Actually, what they start with one, two, or three. Pardon me, friends. If we we two. Two. two, 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 beautiful, two. Okay, so. Um, this is by Tom Seymour, who, if you haven't been listening to the last one, you'll you hear I, I name drop Tom a lot because I love him. Um, stuff's incredible. He is a, uh, a writer. Um, and he has uh, written a, an article called A Virtual Tour of Houston Photo Fest. Africa is everywhere. In little brackets. 
uh, because Tom can write and I can't. Um, our digital review of the uh, Festival Explorers um, Photographic History and Links to Colonial Colonialism and Resistance, um, surveyed by 33 uh, global African artists. Um, wow. I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to go into it. Just go on, go on to, um, just Google uh, Tom Seymour and go into, uh, uh, I'll send you, well, we'll, we'll, we'll upload the link. I'll send Rob Not send Tom Sizemore, but Tom Seymour. Yeah, Tom, Tom Seymour. Yeah. Tom not Sizemore. Not si Who's Tom Sizemore? He's an actor. Is he? You can Google him later. <laughs> is he good? Is that, oh, he's is a great actor when he when he acts. Yeah. Mm, so I'm, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. It sounds like You're a rascal, Tom. Um, um, Tom, you are right. Well, no, he's still there. I keep saying every week I should just bring him and ask him this. Does he write for the BJP anymore? I don't know. He did write for the BJP. He was a digital um, content. Um, editor for them. Um, he writes for Wallpaper, Guardian, Financial Times, all that stuff. He's, oh, really, cool. he's, he's, a, he's a, a super duper writer. Um, but the stuff's always very, um, it's very on point uh, with regards to lots of different stuff. So there'll be a link to um, Africa is everywhere. Um, and the, I didn't go through everything because I like the peruse these things and like to rush through them. Um, yeah. but 33, 33 global African artists, you can imagine, is probably, uh, well, the stuff I've looked at is... Diverse. Similar. It's diverse, it's, uh, it's thought-provoking, it's inspirational, it's all that stuff you want to, you know, in fairness, what I know about African, uh, 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 about African art, about colonialism. But I'm going to shift in very quickly, if you don't mind, into my third... Um, my third piece, okay, cool. um, because it links directly into Tom's thing in a, in a sense, and it's um, a, a guy, a guy called um, um, I knew it was John Arthur. Um, now Leidenberg, Liebenberg, I'm really bad at pronouncing this stuff, um, but there's a a piece in a thing called the Conversation. Um, I actually sent this to Tom. Uh, see more today because I, I don't know he maybe is aware of it he's maybe not aware of it um, but John Liebenberg uh, was a friend of mine uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I had done work over in Namibia as you maybe know and in West Africa in Angola and I became friendly with John and he is, he was God rest his soul he died this month um, oh no I find, yeah, I find out and I think this is nice Rob I meant to say this would be nice to you know, whenever somebody, whenever somebody goes, it might be nice just to mention it, maybe not go in depth on it, but just to mention it and let sure. people go and have a kind of a venture. But John um, basically uh, was a photographer uh, who covered the, um, the War of Independence with Namibia in South Africa. Um, but he originally had been in, if I'm right in saying this, I, you know, I've read, read pretty much everything to read about him in the last few while. Um, but he was conscripted into the South, um, the Southwest African Army, or the South African Army, and he fought. Um, was this like in the eighties or something? In the seventies, yeah. Seventies, yeah. wow. Yeah, seventies, eighties. So uh, at at the time, they obviously having any, any cameras um, was completely illegal. But uh, 
he hadn't his in the toilet block and was taken out and taking photographs. So the conversation is uh, kind of takes you through by this national service, um, incredible photographs of, you know, I'm looking at one now and it's families of South African military conscripts picnic on the Kiana River uh-huh. near the border, near the border of Angola in 1987. Um, yeah, just, you need to send me that link for sure. Um, it's, you know, I'll describe it briefly if I may. You know, there, you know, those, South, I don't know the name of them are, but those South African trucks that they had, you know, those kind of, the kind of big pigs, big four-wheel drive monsters. Like Unimogs? Like we're seeing yeah. again Unimogs or something? Yeah, yeah, they're big, they're, they're just, they're just completely just, you know, little death wagons. Um, we have that sort of top right of the, the, the image, um, uh, a kind of a, an oasis behind them with trees, and then you have this kind of um, crazy uh, umbrellas with, uh, with people, you know, men kind of in khaki shorts and khaki tops and families kind of just sitting about like an, an everyday picnic, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But John, uh, it's an interesting article because John, you know, we had, we had chats about it, we had a chat there not so long ago, swapping some work, and I was just deadly excited because his, his stuff is just mind-blowingly fantastic, and, and I've seen it's always black and white. Um, but he fell over from what I can gather. I only learned this a week and a half, and it really, it hit me. I was lying in the car, um, having a rest, and it came up and I seen that he was only 61. I seen that somebody had said he'd passed away, and I was like, my God. Um, I think he fell over, hurt his leg. He had no medical cover and went to the hospital and didn't uh, didn't survive the operation or did come out of the operation in a bad way uh-huh. and basically died. And the, I think the the family had been trying to gather some funds for him. But as far as I can gather, nobody really outside of um, outside of, outside of South Africa really knows who he is. But his stuff is just sensational. It's really worth having a look at. Uh-huh. Um, a you know, I think it's, you know, I'll read another, there's another, I'm looking at another photograph here. Now, I know we're not trying to be serious, but, you know, dark days in, in soil, MPLA forces patrol um, oil and, uh, installations in uh, Calabina um, after the recapture of uh, UNITO, U-N-I-T-A, cap letters, in 1984. So there's real breadth of work, you know what I mean? And it's a... It's, it's amazing. It's really, really, it's a book called Bush of Ghosts and everything else. But we'll put a link on and you can look at it and have a read. There's there's tons of stuff, tons of photographs. Um, but it was his kind of um, unending uh, principled work. And he was always calling people out for, who were trying to screw over photographers for all sorts of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go. Um, like to hear that. Go, yeah, good, yeah, and uh, in a in a in a, <laughs> in a really lovely sense, it was a, a real gent. I know he's been photographed. Like a face, this Facebook was always family stuff. But if you once you scratch that surface and realise who he was, you were just like, and there's one here. I'll just to give you a sense. Um, the the first photograph we come across is John Liebenberg in a ransacked hospital in Angola, nineteen eighty three, nineteen ninety three. Sorry, and it's him lying in a gurney. Um, obviously a self portrait. I imagine. This kind of sparse, sparse, which is the tiles of quite like mine on the floor in the house, randomly enough. Um, it's this uh, very clinical looking room with, you know, overexposed one. It's brilliant. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. So that was my link. Tom doing the, um, um, doing the, uh, the articles on the, uh, on the, 
Africa is everywhere, and then uh, into uh, a conversations with uh, with John Liebenberg, um, masterful photographer of life and war in South Africa. Okay, so we'll put a link there. Um, I, okay, I won't say my first one. I'm going to let you go next because that would just be greedy, wouldn't it? Plus, <laughs> plus, plus, I haven't had a drink of my wine there for many minutes. I you know what I'm going to do, Rob? I'm going to stand up, okay, unprofessionally, and check the back of my camera because we all know that you are. Yeah, no, the, no, we've got about nine you know, minutes left here. Magic, you are the you are the uh, the guy who knows what's going on camera wise. I'm winging it. I've got headphones on, a neck scarf, a neckerchief, some would say, um, and I'm looking red. <laughs> Go ahead. So that so that's the reason we're we're apart. If anybody's wondering why we've got these things in our ears, we're actually talking yeah. to each other on the phone. Yeah. And we're going to sync up all this video and audio back later in post. I love the way, I love the way we say we are, Rob. Um, <laughs> I don't know how you do it. It must be magic pixies. But also I want to say that actually Rob will try and say it's around some virus. Um, but really, last week, Rob was quite hurtful to me. And I said I wasn't going back into the studio until I apologised. Rob's stubborn and hasn't apologised as yet. <laughs> the hell did I do? I can't, I, I can't even tell you. Can't, if you don't know Rob, there's no point me telling you twice. Well, now my feelings are hurt. <laughs> I imagine it continue. This could continue for weeks, Rob. At least 16, according to old Baggy Johnson. <laughs> so I got a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. I'm All right. Answer, but I'm gonna, is it something technical? Are you going to affront me? Uh, it's a gear question. Oh, brilliant. Easy. So in the month of February. Yes. In Japan. Mm-hmm. Who was the leading seller? What camera manufacturer was the leading seller of mirrorless cameras? Jesus, well, you know what? So you got like companies like Fuji, Fuji Sony, Sony, Nikon, Canon. Olympus, Olympus. Oh my God, how'd you Diamond guess that? Right. I don't know because I asked you what your questions were earlier on so I can gauge and look smart, I suppose. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop for a second, right? And I'm gonna look at the camera and say something so we can cut it. So I look incredible. Rob, you know, everyone leads me to say Sony or Fuji, but there's a nagging thing in my head that I think it's Olympus. Am I right? I'll use that one. <laughs> go, go mad with that. <laughs> I don't know. It's so hard to believe Olympus, you know, of, of all the brands out there. You know, even back in the film days, I remember, you know, Olympus was such an esoteric brand. You know, they always sold cameras because they were a smaller form factor than mm. other 35 millimeter cameras. They were just slightly smaller. Mm. And that was their big selling point. You mean they were dainty? Uh, I don't know if they were dainty. I think they were still pretty robust. I, I mean, mm. was it the OM-1 and OM-2 and stuff? I could, if I could lift my camera without shaking it, I'd take you to my, my cupboard and you could see... I think that there's, there's an Olympus back here in this... This camera bag right here is an Olympus. Where am I looking? Just just off to my left. Camera, oh, there right? You yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, so I'm going to head off into my third story and then I'll let you finish this all off. Mm -hmm. So Canon has just released uh, a couple of more little features about the upcoming new Canon 6D replacement. Oh. Which is called the EOS R6. They just love the R's, don't they? They're trying to, they're Every, everybody's on the R's, yeah. Everybody's in the R's. So Arr. this Canon camera is basically got 
pretty much all the same specs as a Sony a7 III, oh. ex except that it's going to do 4K at 60 frames a second internally, if you do video. Oh. So that's pretty cool. That's cool. As well, it's going to have a Compact Flash Express, a CF Express card slot, and a UHS-2 SD slot. These are fun a lot. Is that a big bulky one or, or is it? Well, it'll probably it'll be the be the same size as the other Canon mirrorless cameras, but but I mean it's going to be priced. I don't know. I I couldn't find anywhere where where they said how much it's going to be, but it's got to be less than two thousand pounds. I was going to say a thousand sounds, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It is the one thing I have to say that oh, do you know what I can't say about it something. Apart from, I don't. Trust it. I always have to make sure it's attached to my hand somehow. Not not that if you drop the cannon, it wouldn't break. But I always felt there was a certain sturdiness in the bag yeah. that I don't have with the Sony. The flash mount, as we've talked about before, seems mm, it could go. Um, but anyway, I love it. Apart from that, love it. I'm not going to go into it. I talk about all the fair Sony anymore. So you got five minutes. What's your last thing? I have five minutes. Jesus, I don't need five minutes for this. This is going to be a... Well, I can talk really slow. <laughs> I can drag it out in a, in a News of Ten type fashion. I um, trust you. I trust you. Okay. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to read from this, okay? Public Source is building a collaborative... This is from the um, British Journal of Photography, okay? You know how I like to, I like to fly into these things. Tom's wasn't, by the way. Tom's is a separate thing. Not two articles in the British Journal of Photography. But they are linked. Um, Public Source is building a collaborative archive life for the COVID-19 archive, an online project from uh, public source, the Manchester-based published behind the photographic magazine, I'm sure you know today. Um, then uh, there was us, um, the aim is to feature work of photographers and writers from across the globe who are recording uh, life during the outbreak of the coronavirus, COVID-19. Okay, mm. now, <clears throat> I find that very interesting because as you well know, Rob, I'm reaching behind me here, you can't see this. I'll make a, I'll make a rustling noise. Actually, I've wrapped my book today and it really pissed me off. Um, I am doing a piece of work, and I'll hold up the camera, which is indeed related to the, um, uh, the COVID-19. And it is uh, your, war, your, your Garden During Wartime by C.H. Um, Middleton, which C.H. Middleton was a writer um, and journalist. Um, the Gardens of England can do much now we take, oh, what's that? Oh, you doing video? Yeah, I'm just, I'm listening, I'm listening. Oh no, there's a video request from me. What'd they do? Continue on. Sorry, I was declining your offer there. Um, the Gardens of England can do, now let's not use the word England, and that will, that will turn some people off. But the Gardens of, wherever. Um, can do much uh, to help the nation in its hour of need, says Mr. Middleton. And here is Mr. Middleton himself to help mm -hmm. trim our garden's needs in the time of war. There are no lovelier things nor more peaceful spots on this earth than, he says I miss gardens, I'm just going to say gardens, but stern times are with us and we must recognise them and as it were, um, turn them into munition factories for beans, potatoes, or munitions of war, as surely as bullets and shells. But the flowers are not forgotten entirely. We can have no better guide than Mr. Middleton with his help, and we can feel confident 
um, of making the very best of our gardens for our essential needs. So I'm going to do a piece of work which is kind of linked to my last story. Mm -hmm. it's, very, it's a very brash way of getting me all worked in, isn't it really? I don't think on it. Um, but I'm going to I'm sort of knocking the shit out of my own garden, taking away the beauty and uh, turning it into a veg patch, I suppose. But I'm going to do it with the guidance. I'm going to go through chapter by chapter um, of good old Mr. Milton. Um, if you go on, in fact, I'll put a nice link in, um, or you'll put, you know, I'll suggest the link, you can put it in if you want, um, to uh, our 19, uh, 1939 45 friend um, to see what the crack is. And, you know, if people are, you know, people are, I know there's people now going around documenting. Uh, people stand in the window, you know, self-isolating, and of course we can't we can't meet them, but we can do portraits through a window, and um, there's all sorts of work going on all over the place. Yeah. Um, so I thought, why wouldn't I join in and um, jump in that merry bandwagon? So in uh, five hundred years, never none of us are here anymore due to COVID nineteen. Um, we can't look at the work anyway. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's my story. Um, but I think that actually, you know, it's it's really pertinent that we, you and I, are a partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We both have yeah. our reasons, and well, you, well, now let me. Can I just? I'm going to say this. You won't keep this in, of course. But I might. I'll try and make it difficult. Yeah, I'm keeping out it all in. It's all being uh, kept in. Okay, good, good, good. Well, you're not there because you have you have um, you have a massive responsibility with regards to five thousand dogs. Is it five thousand something like that? Four, Four, huge, Forty dogs. Huge number of dogs, huge number of dogs, and you know it's a beautiful thing. In, in fairness, and I, in fact, Rob, maybe I should stop doing the garden thing and just come and photograph you from a distance in your top field. Well, we have about two minutes left, and okay. I actually wanted to talk to you a bit about this. You're trying to make me wrong. good man, Rob. I don't talk to the doctor anyway. now. Tell me, oh, oh, I have. A I don't have a problem putting some of my life up on Instagram every now and then. Disconnected, Rob will think that's not enough. I don't. I, I don't have you, a problem. I, you off. I, I don't have a problem off. putting uh, a little bit of my life up on Instagram every now and then. Good. But I, I can totally see documenting this virus thing and the whole outbreak from from a perspective of of a photographer of of mm -hmm. your own. Mm -hmm. But I just don't know if I want to have that much of my life out there in the public domain when it comes mm -hmm. to like personal things like this. Like, you know, everybody's dealing with this outbreak their own way. Oh, I got you. And, and for me, I mean, it's, I'm really finding that it's a real time to self-reflect. Like, no, I get like a, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, totally yeah. thinking about my life and, and everybody around me and, and how important things are, as you could probably tell from my latest Instagram posts. Yeah, and and uh, I don't know if I want all my stuff out there all the time like that. Oh, I get you. I get you. No, I get but you. I know where I you come from. Well, mine's document. Mine's, mine's yeah, you you document everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it won't, it won't, this will this basically be a garden transforming from a... From a, from a, I wouldn't say the most beautiful garden in the world, but from a practical, somewhere you sit in peace and serenity and listen to birds. Yeah. Do something like go out and dig out a potato and feed my family. You know what I mean? Because I I, I, I think that it, it does, mine, mine is a war thing. You're, I get what you're saying. But the other thing is, Rob, I'm much handsome. I know I'm handsome than you. You know what I mean? And I get completely that you wouldn't want to put yourself out there, but you know, you know some of us are just blessed. 
Well, Chris, thank you so much for doing this today, doing this this week. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry to everybody out there that this is two days late. Um, is it two days late? Yeah, we usually do it on Thursday, so... No, I know, but that's because I begged you to do it, and you said, you said the dogs are more important yeah, than... Yeah, yeah. You said the dogs are more... Now, I'm going to quote you, the dogs are more important than the people out there. That's what you said. And I said, no, they're not. No, it's not, Rob. The I did say that. Us, the people who watch and the, us are more And the dogs are more important. <laughs> Jesus, Rob, you've lost five followers. <laughs> and I've probably gained 50 more. You probably have. Lassie, the Labrador lover. Yes, I know. Thanks Good again, go, Chris. Yes, yep. Rob. And uh, we'll see everybody next week. And now, yes. Now, that's a great idea, Rob. And I'm going to send this stuff to you. We don't, we'll talk about this off camera, will we? All and right. We're going to press stop. Now, just stay with me. I'm pressing stop. I'm still recording, Rob. Do you want to count to three and press stop? One. Yeah. One, two. Two, three. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so that's, and that's 20 there, 21, yeah. 22, 23, yeah. 24, 25, yeah. 26, 